0: Got no time for no petty germs Pandemic, a pandemic turn. Horror still in Amityville. Bayonet in Gettysburg. Mothman, TAT, factory, red eyes, low be Dog man Halloween in the street. I'm typically skeptical of what I see. Voodoo hoodoo in New Orleans. Thunderbird, swamp thing. Is it real? I was wondering. Typical. Skeptic. Show. Typical.
1: Skeptic. Show. Is this-
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have a. I'm trying to clear. I uh, I have a familiar face back with me today. <laughs> me Dan Willis. Dan is one of the disclosure witnesses. He was one of back in 2001. He was one of Dr. Greer's top secret military witnesses that testified at the National Press Club in Washington D.C. He's going to explain today. He's going to be talking about suppressed technology. But Dan also goes over the history of how a secret government operating illegally with our national security system has maintained control of the media and secrecy for over 50 years. Uh, he's an ex-ABC newsman. Dan has taken a keen interest in how the media has withheld disclosure in the, to the full message of the public. And his West websites are the webmatrix.net slash disclosure. And uh, I wanna give him a big warm welcome to the show. Dan, thank you for coming back on. How are you?
1: Robert, always great to join you. <laughs>
0: I wanted to tell you I, I think we're making like i think we're making progress as far as like technology goes like um i, I you know like there's the deems device now like I, somebody's been using that on me like this girl dawn uh she's, she's friends with elena and all them she's been using the deems device on me remotely and it's actually been doing like some healing and then i was going to also say like because we're talking about suppressed technology Let's see what you think about David Sarita's stuff too, because he does stuff with big like frequency and stuff like that as well. You think we're making strides in technology? I mean what do you
1: uh yeah, I have a deems device by uh chris o'connor uh who worked in the secret space program you know on advanced technologies of you know (laughs) that people have art you know being able to transfer a soul from another being be able to age regress and and uh and progress (laughs) um yeah the, the technologies that they have in the secret space program are way beyond what people know in science fiction um yeah, I've you know I've had a, a lot of experience in this, this subject of uh, technology suppression um, not only in uh, zero point energy systems uh, which I worked with inventors and scientists for over 10 years uh, after a congressional hearing was denied uh, we went uh, you know to testify in Washington, but also medical as well um, and I have a little slide presentation available again uh, i'm going to do with you and uh kind of i'm just going to turbo through this thing and just uh it's just to give people a a taste of uh what has been hidden in history that we have you know just come to accept as normal you know it's like why are we still (laughs) running gasoline uh for our automobiles why are we still using dangerous obsolete technologies of nuclear oil and coal you know uh why are we using rocket propulsion you know to overcome gravity when you know they discovered it decades ago anti-gravity that is um why is our average lifespan now 75 years? You know? Uh and uh, why are there no cures for, you know, cancer and that sort of thing? And uh and why are we uh still not in open contact with advanced off-planet civilizations? You know, just a couple of topics to uh to cover.
0: That'll be awesome. I, I enabled screen sharing if you wanna.
1: Oh, okay. Um here we go. Uh <laughs> hold on to your seats. <laughs>
0: This is gonna be awesome. I'm excited for this. While you're pulling that up, yeah, I was just saying. Like, I know what you're trying to say. Like, it's like you know. Well, even though we've made some advancements in technology as far as like what's out there to the public, it's not compared to what and what they really have. What they really have is insane, and what and that's what we. It's kind of like our right to have it, right?
1: Yeah. Indeed. (laughs) Hey see oh awesome here we go okay uh technology suppression um one of a couple of points i brought up uh the first thing i'm going to cover is is a very brief about the history of our medical system and how it uh got infiltrated and corrupted 1847 american medical association established the uh (laughs) Shut down doctors using natural uh, remedies such as homeopathy and approve only profitable pharmaceutical drugs with their seal of approval. Um, This has been going on for some time. The history of the pharmaceutical cartel. This uh, is a history that uh, has to do with the Rockefellers that teamed up with IG Farben, who uh, financed Hitler promote sickness for profit with pharmaceuticals while suppressing and outlying natural alternative solutions. Uh, 1911 they were supreme court found them guilty of corruption. 1913 they used a trick called philanthropy. you know something like bill gates uses. <laughs> um, what they did was they put donations to the Rockefeller only went to medical schools and hospitals so if you want money you Follow the uh, Rockefeller playbook. 1918, uh, they went on a witch hunt. Basically, anybody that was not doing the uh, patented pharmaceuticals, they were shutting it down. They created a monopoly of pharmaceutical investment businesses that uh, uh, expanded to present day. Um, They basically founded the allopathic medicine of big pharma today and destroyed the natural cures of homeopathic medicine uh they changed medical schools from homeopathic to pharmaceutical by offering grants you know follow the money uh they used the word quackery to discredit homeopathic doctors and uh they illegalized natural medicine with uh licensing laws in other words if you didn't push their pills you didn't get a license
0: now were they tied in with the nazis would you say
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nazis with the Rockefellers, they even rewrote the history books in in 1946 to hide the Nazi uh, escape and infiltration. And they worked alongside with IG Farben, who uh, financed Hitler. So yeah, they, they were tied together. Absolutely. Now, I have this in my DNA. My great grandfather was the president of the Homeopathic Medical Society. Uh, he lived from 1844 to 1919 when all this was going on, going up against uh, the Rockefeller, uh, you know, huge medical cartel. Uh, homeopathic uh, medicines are totally safe. Uh, you know, over a million people use them every year. Uh, you know, there's no bad side effects, unlike pharmaceuticals nineteen thirty four uh dr Royal Raymond Rife scientist discovered how to cure cancer with frequencies um he was able to look in his microscope that he created an incredible thing that could you know sixty thousand times amplify the uh the uh, image um in nineteen thirty four Uh, a special medical research committee formed in the University of Southern California. The committee brought in 16 terminally ill cancer patients who were near death from the Pasadena County Hospital to the laboratory of Dr. Reif to be treated with the uh, Reif frequency generator. All 16 were completely cured of cancer. Now, Dr. Milbank Johnson, who organized this for Dr. Reif, was about to announce the results of the 1934 study of the 16 cancer patients who were cured. However, he got never got to make that announcement. It's reported that just hours before making the announcement, he was fatally poisoned and his papers were lost. Wow. Uh, I use uh, Rife systems. Uh, I like the Spooky 2 system. Uh, <laughs> I use I
0: use Rife frequencies a lot as well. Like, I, I use the one, there's internet videos of them. I was having nosebleeds because I was working in the cold, and I started using the Rife frequency for that, and it would clear it up, like, right away. Uh, they're really powerful, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm treating my shoulder as we speak remotely. <laughs> you know, I have a I have a bad shoulder. It's got some osteoarthritis, and I'm uh, treating it with uh, the right frequency right now. Um,
0: Which one do you use, or do you use a, do you use the actual Spooky machine? Because I yeah, have I, I use
1: uh, the Generator X Pro uh, by Spooky Two, uh, John White, great man who's created a system that's very affordable. But onward, um, 1945, Nuremberg trials against these Nazi doctors and IG Farben. Uh, This is where they established the informed consent, uh, which, you know, has been violated recently. Uh, What happened was these pharmaceutical corporations were broken into like 13 corporations that you see on your television set, if you even watch television, of, you know, Pfizer, Bayer, you know, all of them. That uh, were came out of the uh, Nuremberg trials of I.G. Farben. 1946, Center of Disease Control is established after World War II under Project Paperclip. U.S. military hired 1,600 former Nazi scientists and doctors, including some of Adolf Hitler's closest collaborators, including men responsible for murder, slavery and human experimentation, including men convicted of war crimes, men acquitted of war crimes, and men who never stood trial. So this was happening at the exact same time that the Center of Disease Control uh, was established. Now, one of the witnesses uh, in the U.S. Navy secret space program who I've researched heavily, along with Dr. Sala has as well. William Tompkins has mentioned documentation. He says, quote, the Nazi scientists that came over in paperclip took over the aerospace and biomedical operations within the U.S. One of the first Nazi biomedical takeovers was Scripps Research. Eventually, the highest positions in the U.S. pharmaceutical industry are in their control today. That was William Tompkins. Well, here I have a personal story. Uh, Dr. Max Gerson is murdered in 1959, and he was a nutritionist that cured my mother of cancer. Um, a personal story, uh, my mother had cancer. Her doctor wanted to remove her eye and half of her face. Um, <laughs> so I thought sought out an alternative nutritional therapy uh, that... Uh, had a much higher success ratio for level four cancer patients, but only radiation surgery and pharmaceuticals are legal in the U S. So I had to take her across the border, uh, on the beach in Baja, Mexico. Uh, I joined her in the diet of the Gerson therapy, her doctor on the U S side said she was going to die if I did that with her on nutritional therapy. After a few weeks of the therapy, That same doctor examined her again and could not find a trace of cancer in her body. The doctor even had a disappointed tone in his voice after the exam. My mother lived to be 91, completely cancer-free. The therapy was uh, created by the nutritionist Max Gerson. I personally knew his daughter, Charlotte Gerson. She told me that when her father was working on his book, A Cure for Cancer, that they got a heavy dose of strychnine poisoning but was able to cure himself when his book got published again he got an even heavier dose of strychnine poisoning and this time it killed him the american cancer society uh she said published his death and listed the cause of death that he died from (laughs) you guessed it cancer um wow it's interesting to note that doctors in medical school receive minimal nutritional training i think out of the four years they get like 24 hours at the most they don't know hardly anything about nutrition the pharmaceutical Dan, corporation I got, question. Yes. I
0: got a what is the, what is the correct way to eat for like trying to prevent cancer like is it like would you say it's like vegan or veggie uh, or like what what is the best way would you say like would you say no meat some meat or like what what are your thoughts
1: oh i mean the um the nutritional uh protocols i use yeah uh we had like 13 glasses i i joined my mother because i happen to enjoy eating that way uh 13 glasses of fresh pressed carrot juice i love carrot juice so and then we had green drinks and then they also use uh uh, flaxseed in her salads and uh, potatoes and they um, you, you use enemas you know with uh, herbs and things and what it does is basically it starves the cancer it doesn't give the cancer like cancer thrives on sugars and things like that it starves the cancer and you help the body eliminate and uh, people people get cured i've met a lot of people that are, were told uh, you know they doctors gave up on them and they walked out uh you know cured so wow uh i this study finds that medical mistakes and errors in hospitals are the third leading cause of death under heart disease and cancer that's interesting statistic um, I love the statement by Dr. Greenberg. He says, as a retired physician, I can honestly say, unless you are in a serious accident, your best chance of living to ripe old age is to avoid doctors and hospitals, especially nowadays, and learn nutrition. Almost all drugs are toxic and designed only to treat symptoms and not to cure anyone. Uh, so true. yeah. Now, now, here's something I'm very interested in. In the Secret Space program, you know, they have these holographic medical technologies that can, you know, restore limbs, uh, age reverse you back to an earlier point. Because within the holographic field, and everything is holographic, it's tunable through time. And I worked with Dr. Marcel Vogel. I worked on a, a camera that had the ability to holographically project uh, an image pattern and was able to tune forwards and backwards in the time. So these principles of being able to tune forwards and backwards into time into the holographic field were uh, established. It was even patented by the uh, European Patent Office. But uh, these advanced technologies I hope soon will be released for all, um, all humans on this planet to, uh, to benefit from.
0: That would be nice.
1: Yeah. Do you think so, they could
0: cure like blindness and deafness with those kind of
1: technologies? Uh, I'm sorry. Say again, Robert.
0: I said, do you think like with those technologies they can even cure blindness and deafness?
1: Um. Yeah your your microphone. I'm I having a little hard time. Uh, I said, do you, you think
0: saying. I said, do you think with those technologies they could cure blindness and deafness, like the the, the holographic technologies?
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's everything's holographic. And so, what they do is um, the universe always tends toward perfection. So, <laughs> according to Jen Hannah, you read beyond, uh, that what happens is uh, when you overlay a more perfect pattern, the pattern, the existing pattern that's diseased or injured or whatever, morphs into the healthy pattern. And so this is how they do the 20 and back, uh, you know, secret space program enlistment uh, with personnel. Yeah. Now we're going to jump into uh, anti-gravity and free energy technology suppression. All the way back in 1915, Nikola Tesla and Maria Orsic were uh, corresponding on anti-gravity craft designs. And Tesla said, my flying machine will have neither wings nor propellers. You might see it on the ground, and you would never guess that it was a flying machine, yet it will be able to move at will through the air in any direction with perfect safety. Now, both Tesla's design and Marie Orsick's design, which she channeled through uh, her mediumship into uh, ancient sumerian script which professor schumann was able to find viable physics and they were able to get uh, actually working later a- anti-gravity craft they both use consciousness in order to propel their craft and uh yeah and here maria orsik she gets this uh, channeled information in sumerian script and professor schumann is able to find viable physics and they start to work on it uh, 1934, the Nazis uh, developed anti-gravity craft twenty years ahead of the U.S. with the assistance of the Draco uh, extraterrestrials of the Sakhar Empire. Um, 1939, a single U.S. Navy spy reveals the Nazi space program to Navy Secretary James Forrestal, who commences a Navy spy program. In germany they had 29 navy spies trying to get information that uh
0: well, wasn't james forestall eventually murdered
1: yeah he was uh thrown out of the uh, i was like one month old in uh in 1949 uh when he was thrown out of the hospital window because he wanted the american public to know about the nazi after admiral bird's defeat in operation high jump he wanted people to know about it. MJ-12 murdered him. They said in his annual report, which was an authenticated document, that his death was regrettable, yet necessary. Um, So, yeah, uh, so James Forrestal was responsible for starting the uh, U.S. Navy spy program. They had a number of different types of craft. They moved him from uh, Germany over to Antarctica. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Wendell Stevens said they built prototypes in Germany. They built pre prototypes, something which is ready for production in Antarctica. They put this stuff in production in countries all over Germany and continue to build similar vehicles in Antarctica. Wow. Um, you now, <laughs> our control of our perceptions was the plan by the Nazis to infiltrate into the U.S., which they effectively did and were successful. Uh, The plan was called Veldekin Creed, created this matrix of perception. They rewrote the history of World War II. They uh, controlled our media by 1950 with Operation Mockingbird, uh, Hollywood, Project Dove, uh, started influencing what the people believed about extraterrestrials and science fiction and and so we have this, as of today, we still have this matrix of perception that's been hiding. Uh, people will go through a normal education process. They, uh, you know, don't get this. Uh, Operation Paperclip, uh, Nazis, even ardent Nazis like uh, Renner von Braun and others, that they get new paperwork and put in the high positions of aerospace, biomedical. Um, Admiral Byrd, He's completely defeated, all of their craft wiped out. They had anti gravity craft with directed energy weapons, destroyed all of his aircraft. And this is how later, during the Eisenhower administration, they were able to create a surrender. Uh, Alan Dulles, uh, infamous for the Nazi infiltration, starts Operation Mockingbird, which paying 400 journalists provide information to form the public's perception through the mainstream media <laughs> which we still have today um invention secrecy act 1951 uh suppresses thousands of uh th- th- anybody has got anti-gravity free energy you get uh, one of these national security orders which says your invention has been deemed to be a detriment to the national security of the united states therefore you cannot share it with anyone uh such topics such as anti gravity devices free energy um anything gets shut down so that's why we still have uh, <laughs> the technology we do now they were doing psychological operations uh after they uh murdered James Forrestal they replaced him with uh general uh Bindel uh who was new MJ12 member who um wrote a paper on psychological warfare um, to use the flying saucers for psychological operations. And uh, George Adamski comes out, and it's actually one of the Nazi, Hannibal too. And why they did this was that if people see these anti-gravity craft flying around, that it hides their secret space program uh, technology and people just naturally think, oh, it's the space brothers from Venus. So this was a psychological operation to fool the uh, public.
0: So was was George Adamski CIA then, or do you think he was just like, um, he was influenced by the CIA?
1: He, it is interesting, the uh, Vatican, he, he went to the Pope, and they gave him a great big gold medallion. They were so proud of him, what he did, you know. And the Vatican there's papers that show that they were working with the U.S. government in order to have containment of the whole UFO issue. So uh, it's very suspicious that he was an asset of the CIA, or if he, you know, a useful idiot that uh, actually thought the people that came down in the nazi craft with the german accents you know that were or saying they're from venus you know was um uh, you know was what they said then they had a whole big following of people that uh believed them to be the space brothers from venus so yeah it uh it it, it seems as though george adamski was in on it um I told Dr. Stephen Greer about this uh, uh, citizen hearing and he appeared and he made a statement saying that in October 1954, a date I want the committee to remember, we have actionable intelligence from someone who has worked inside the National Security Agency, has been inside the vault. All this went deep black because they figured out at a point of gravity control, so 1954 October is the year we have not needed rockets, jets, internal combustion engines, and surface roadways between cities. I say this with authority that this is the case. Uh, so NSA Insider uh, let them know that they, they had indeed uh, achieved anti-gravity by October 1954. And then you have, in 1954, you have the Freemasons and the Nazi SS. Uh, Walt Disney, 33rd degree Freemason, and uh, Wernher von Braun, Arden Nazi, who was uh, a member of the SS, uh, wanting it to promote uh, rocket propulsion to the public. When Wernher von Braun and his mentor, Professor Hermann Oberth, knew full well that they had achieved anti-gravity understood the torsion physics of anti gravity and you didn't need rockets so they were getting the public to believe that uh, rocket propulsion was the way of the future but uh, they knew otherwise um, 1956 this is right when everything just goes shuts down completely you know they come out with the magazines uh, young men g engine they're coming talking about the anti gravity engines um this appeared back in November 1956. Nothing more was public ever heard after this. It was like all shut down. And then right the next year or two years after, um, NASA is created and run by the Nazi SS. You know, here you have uh, Dr. Kurt DeBuss, who uh, was a member of the SS and head of Hitler's uh, you know, rocket program. So the Nazis are essentially running NASA. Never a straight answer, as some people call it. Wow. Um, 1958. Now, since the Draco of the Sakari Empire were working with the Nazis, they violated the Prime Directive and created an imbalance. And so the Galactic Federation of Worlds, uh, they had uh, Commander Denethor uh, assisting the u.s navy secretly to help develop their fleet of spacecraft now is denethor
0: uh, the same person as balthor or is that a different no no
1: no denethor is another uh, another being he's a uh he's basically a um uh you know a a diplomat uh for the galactic federation of worlds but uh here he's working with a uh mantis being. You can see him sitting here. Uh, there's Oscar Snyder, who is Phil Snyder's father, who is he's he's an ex uh Nazi U-boat captain, and this is on board the USS Eldridge. <laughs> we know the history about that ship. That's the
0: Philadelphia experiment, right? The Eldridge. Right,
1: right, right exactly. Um 1959. Uh <laughs> von Braun and Professor Hermann Over said they uh how do you get achieve such incredible advancements? And uh, he just outwardly says it. You know, we have help from the people of other worlds. Um, 1959, November. Otis Carr creates. You know, he was uh, the protege of Nikola Tesla. Tesla gave him the design and everything how to how to create it. And he had a patent. He couldn't patent patent it unless it was as an amusement device, right? So that it wouldn't gather the attention. It worked. Uh, one of the pilots, uh, Ralph Ring, uh, was flying in it. Uh, what happened was the FBI came in, completely confiscated everything, and uh, said that he uh, was uh, this project is being closed because, quote, you're you're a threat to overthrow the monetary system of the United States of America. In other words, uh, if we got free energy, anti-gravity, all the vested interests of the uh, robber barons, you know, the Rockefellers and so forth, uh, would be jeopardized by releasing these advanced technologies. So all of uh, Otis Carr's operation was confiscated.
0: Do you believe the Rothschilds had a, um, had a big to-do? I've heard this, that they've had a big do with why we got into world war Two. i heard that the rothschilds um promised some land to israel and uh they told the british that And the, it's did some, something where it started us into world war Do you know anything about that
1: uh bits and pieces yeah it, yeah they you yeah, know they got their fingers and everything you know uh as uh, the rothschilds said you know um i care not who makes its laws as long as i control the money you know in other words people and you can see that today that uh you know the medical system like with the rockefellers uh the uh, the industrial military complex where the money money drives a lot of things people can be bought a lot of people can be bought or not if not bought you know threatened also there's that
0: there's that famous quote by the Rothschild mother, I think it was, I think it was, her name was Mayor Rothschild. She said, um, there would be no war if it wouldn't be for my sons. She said something along those lines. Like, you know, she was like, they basically like bragging about it. So, you know, that they were like in control of the money and the wars and stuff. I'd have to look up that quote. You know, I, 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 I just, I, I'll look it up while we're going through this because that's really interesting, you know? Um,
1: yeah. You look Sorry. at all the false flags and all the all the profiteering and I was in combat action in Vietnam which was a, another false flag of the Gulf of Tonkin. Um it, yeah, it uh yeah, we don't need these wars. They're, they're completely uh fabricated uh and uh they don't they don't serve the planet. Um onward because I know we only have a certain limited time here. Um uh, in 1988 uh, one of a dear friend of mine uh Mark McCandish, who was uh, suicided uh revealed that they had uh, anti-gravity crypt. this is alien reproduction vehicles whether or call here is an exhibit he drew uh, il- he was an illustrator so he very talented uh, this is what they look like and he was able to get a military photograph uh, of one that was taken in 1967 showing it almost the same format of what uh he was able to detail out a schematic of what how it worked uh mark went over the whole design with me on the uh, how it used a uh, in the center tube used a mercury vapor and a tesla configuration to achieve faster than light so they had faster than light craft built back in the 50s this is one of the things that were disclosed at the national press club that i joined uh, ben Rich, 1993. Anything you can imagine is hidden in these black projects. They already have the technology to take E.T. home, he said. So, um, he said there's two types of UFOs, one that we built and the ones that they build. Um, uh, May 1st, 1993, I traveled to uh, Area 51 and meet with uh, Bob Lazar for the first time with a group of researchers. And he's telling about, you know, reverse engineering some of this extraterrestrial craft and how they function, how they can uh, warp with the magnetic field, um, the gravitational field rather, uh, to move through vast distances of time and space. And, uh, you know, he came up with element FIT 115, and it's exactly as they stated, Lawrence Livermore Laboratories discovered it uh over a decade later, exactly as it described. I, uh, no video recordings were allowed whatsoever. I videotaped it, <laughs> you know, put it up here on YouTube. Um That's awesome. Let's see. Um, 1996, uh, April, uh, Dr. Greer is meeting with the CIA director, William Colby, and uh, the CIA director has found floating face down in the Potomac river after his death is labeled an accidental drowning, right? <laughs> Shortly within a week before this incident, Dr. Greer had a meeting with Dr. with, uh, uh, William Kobe, who was planning on delivering to him an extraterrestrial derived zero point energy device, along with $50 million in order to get this out to the public. So one week before, um, his death, uh, Dr. Greer had this meeting, and he was about to release this technology, but uh, uh, it never got to happen. Now he was also going to talk about the uh, CIA child sex trafficking and other things. Other reasons to uh, you know have him floating down. Can I ask you this? River. Why do you
0: think Dr. Greer's been so protected over time? Because he he even says it in his documentaries that he has like a card he could pull if so they would try to take him out, like. Do you think he has stuff on people? Is that why do you think Greer's protected?
1: Oh, uh, who is this? Uh, back off, Mike. This is a little bit uh, yeah, I'm just dis- like, distorting. Um, yeah.
0: Um, why do you think Doctor Greer is so protected? Like, like, you know, like, doc- like Doctor Greer's been able to put out like a lot of documentaries and release a lot of like um classified information. Like that usually would get someone murdered, but it seems like Doctor Greer has been kind of protected over time. Like like um what do you think about that
1: well you know I worked a lot with Dr Greer I worked with him for years um I don't agree with everything I don't believe that all the extraterrestrials in the universe are are benevolent there's like a, a very a small percentage like around five percent or so are regressive extraterrestrials such as the sikar uh the reptilians and the uh, nebu grays um uh, so I I don't understand that uh, you know um, I he may have some you know if people have like um, death uh, what is it uh, uh, dead man switch I guess they call it you know if something happens that's what to I you, thought that's what he said you know yeah. something might happen so I don't know uh, the particulars on that uh, I agree with I. I commend him for his bravery because he had death threats not to go before Washington and the National Press Club which I participated in um and he went ahead anyway. So um I don't know there's some unanswered questions there Robert that I don't have the answers to but uh, it's, it's, it's a kind top of one a to mixed bag. Out. Yeah. Um okay um now 97 um uh, this uh, document, you know, because of that meeting in uh, Area 51 with Bob Lazar and everything, it triggered the base to go into complete lockdown and triggered a NRO classified advisory. And on the distribution list, it had operations such as Cosmic Ops, Magi Ops, which were these unacknowledged special access programs were reverse engineering, the extraterrestrial technology. And uh, he... Uh, uh vice admiral thomas wilson who was a head of intelligence for the joint chiefs of staff who would have access if anybody you would think he was threatened to drop the matter immediately or he would face an early retirement and lose rank and that prompted uh him to say to dr greer quote well as far as i'm concerned if you can get your people and know about this matter to talk on record you have my permission to go to the media with this. this group is illegal unquote now note that in 1993, um, Dr. Greer had a meeting with uh, CIA Director uh, William James um, uh, uh, Woolsey, and that uh, it was a three-hour meeting. And the director said, "I know this really, me, this subject is real. I want to know why the hell I can't gain access to it, because President Clinton was interested in the UFO subject, wanting to have." To find out what was going on with the UFOs topic, and uh, since he couldn't get through his mili- military and intelligence channels, he couldn't get any information. <laughs> and so he uh, met with military advisors, Dr. Greer, and he advised him to start collecting witnesses. So from 1993 uh, to year 2001, I was the 100th videotape witness that. So he collected quite a bit of military. And intelligence witnesses, and so we went before the uh, National Press Club, the largest events in the history of the National Press Club. Twenty-two cameras, in the mainstream media of the world. Each one of us stated we're willing to testify under oath, that's penalty of perjury, before you know a congressional hearing. Uh, Twenty-one witnesses uh, gave testimony. We were backed by over five hundred military intelligence witnesses, uh, but if you control the mainstream media um here you know, it doesn't matter if you have five thousand witnesses uh the public won't get informed uh, some of the things that were revealed the uh, illegal our legal governments being denied access we had proof from presidential administrations 57 different extraterrestrial species already categorized um lunar base on the dark side of the moon visually witnessed by uh carl wolf who was killed on his bicycle kind of strangely um NASA sanitizes the UFO information before uh, releasing to the public uh, Donna Hare, who also wrote me a letter saying that she's had threats on her life. Um, No legal oversight to unacknowledged special access programs, bringing in trillions, technologies that can end energy and environmental crisis have been hidden in these black projects. Alien reproduction vehicles exist, which projects testified by Mark McCandish hoaxed extraterrestrial threat was one of the future planned false flag events, according to Wernher von Braun. Um, Note, this was in May of 2001, everybody knows what happened, the the terrorist false flag event (laughs) happened in September, but... uh, but the mainstream audience didn't get this because uh, the mainstream media sanitized this with a limited hangout, made it sound like, oh, we have hundreds of witnesses, they wanted to have a congressional hearing, that they want to talk about the reality of UFOs, you know, so they omit all of the explosive uh, stuff that they don't want. That's what's called a limited hangout, where they bring out a portion of it and hide the rest. But... You know, that way they can say they covered it, right? Um, Here I'm with uh, Commander Graham Bassoon, who was uh, the pilot for um, Admiral Byrd and a CIA uh, asset. Um, And uh, right after that, you know, CBS interviews me and I I said, I'm not doing this interview unless I can promise we say we have the scientists that can prove we have a zero-point energy solution that can get off of nuclear oil and coal. They absolutely promised, interviewed me for 45 minutes. Afterward, the producer said, oh, I'm sorry. The higher executives, you know, read CIA, uh, made me cut that part out. So um, they're they're very controlled. Um, the the uh, National Press Club event inspired a hacker in the UK, uh, Gary McKinnon, who discovers the U.S. Navy Solar Warden Space Program. Um, I've always found
0: this so to be so interesting, like, you know, like like, but but I wonder what he actually uncovered. I mean, he'd see he uncovered like like in the molten houses. Like we have those uh, we have those um, destroyers that are named after the admirals, like the, the Hillen and Cotter and the um, right. They're, they're 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 space destroyers.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looked in the navy's log of ships, and there was no Hillen Cotter or LeMay, May, and it's not with. Uh, a normal U.S. Navy ship is USS uh, such and such. Uh, it was U-S-S-S, three S's, Hillencotter. Who was Hillencotter? Admiral Roscoe Hillencotter was the very first CIA director who was concerned about the extreme secrecy around the UFO issue. And he wanted to have congressional hearings because he was afraid that you know it was going to get hijacked, this extreme secrecy surrounding it. He was also MJ-1 of the first MJ-12 group that uh, President Truman set up in 1947. Uh, LeMay, General LeMay of the Air Force, uh, a big league in the Air Force, who was also an MJ-12 member, but of the second MJ-12 group that was set up by an executive order by President Eisenhower that uh, had... As their head, (laughs) MJ1, Alan Dulles, who was infamous for the whole Nazi infiltration. Uh, So these were the two uh, names that they picked for these uh, Solar Warden spacecraft, and and of course the non-terrestrial officer list. And 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 you saw an image of the. uh, This makes
0: me think that we're never going to have disclosure. It makes me, but but there's people that think we are. You know, like Elena thinks we're going to have disclosure. You know and other people you know people are, 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 are pretty positive about it but what do you think do you think we'll ever have disclosure
1: i think they're gonna have disclosure this year actually is my own my own personal <laughs> opinion of what's going on there's a lot of, there's a whole plan of disclosure with the galactic federation of worlds working with the uh working with the uh earth alliance and um uh, I believe that uh, this year, I believe we're, we're going to start seeing more and more craft in the sky. They're, they're going to acclimate us slowly. You know, it's kind of a shock because of the decades of false indoctrination. You know, I mean, we've been in science fiction movies when the real thing's been going on be, behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, Gary Gary McKinnon, uh, he, uh, the, you know, the, the poor lad, he... Uh, they wanted to put him away for 70 years in prison. You know, wow. and he, he didn't make up this story. And as ever since the year 2000, you know, we've been having people having total memory recall of being in the US Navy, you know, Solar Warden program. Uh, 2002, Admiral Wilson, he's still pissed, you know, because uh, he was denied. And so, um, what happened is he has a meeting with uh, astrophysicist Dr. Eric Davis, and uh, in the admiral's limo. And apparently, Eric Davis recorded the call, the uh, conversation, and then was transcribed. And afterward, um, the uh, uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, I and mean, he passed away, was found and it got leaked uh, into into the public domain. And in this uh, transcription, it's talking about uh, working on technology. See, the corporations are controlling this, and he was not on what's called a bigot list. He was not allowed into it. Uh, and they this were working... was the
0: biggest league of the of the of our generation of our of our time. I think the Wilson Admiral Wilson memo. I mean, it 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 it, I, it I would kind of laid out everything, right? Oh, uh,
1: you know it's. So explosive, it's such a hot potato. And the last uh, congressional hearing on UFOs, UAPs, uh, thank God to Mr. Gallagher, who brought up before the naval intelligence people who are supposed to be so aware of all this, uh, about the Admiral Wilson mel- memo and also about the Maelstrom, uh, which uh, Captain Robert Salas, where they shut down 10 nuclear tip ICBMs. Um, yeah, this was brought up and they claimed, you know, naval intelligence that uh, oh, we don't have anything in our database. We don't know about this, you know, and these are supposed to be the people who are supposed to be um, the researchers investigating all this. But, you know, they're basically puppets put in place in order to support the narrative that we don't have this type of technology. And as um, I have to go on it. On a short rant here. Uh, and my uh, friend Mark McCandish, uh, who was going to testify regarding the alien reproduction vehicles that we had in the 50s that go faster in speed of light. Uh, one week before he was committed suicide, um, Mike Tuber, Air Force intelligence specialist, who two years prior said that the Tic Tac, which they promoted all over the place, you know, ever since 2017 in New York Times, um, is U.S. technology. It's made by Lockheed. Uh, oh. He came out on YouTube and said, you know, I made the whole thing up. It was just a psychological test. You know, he got, somebody paid a visit to him. And then one week later, I think Mark didn't go along with it. And uh, here was a shotgun blast to the side of his head. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, Mark was going to testify. And so both of these testimonies, what do they both reveal? They reveal that, yes, indeed, we do have this technology that can go faster than the speed of light. And then the tic-tac can do like 24,000 miles per hour and 500 miles per hour under the ocean. So, um, yeah, uh, I just had to share that little quick story. Uh, Back to our... Back to our timeline. Got lots to cover here. Um, Try to do this as quickly as possible. Um, Here's uh, Dr. Greer meeting with the Admiral, Lieutenant Commander Willard Miller and Dr. Edgar Mitchell. Um, You know, 2006, you know, they start releasing this stuff, you know, anti-gravitic triangular spacecraft, you know, the TR-3B. And even military.com reveals the existence of the TR-3B. So people are paying attention, uh, are noticing this. Uh, William Tompkins uh, said the U.S. Air Force Space Command uses anti-gravity craft developed with extraterrestrial assistance, such as the TR-3B Flying Triangle out of Area 51 in Nevada for near-Earth space operations. And this is like old technology. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. they've got way, way more Here's another patent, uh, U.S. Navy uh, anti-gravitic design, uh, and then you have on the New York Post uh, the head of the Israeli space program saying that uh, I am a shed. The, yeah. the Galactic Federation is waiting until mankind is ready to reveal themselves, and and I think they're they're here, <laughs> they're in our solar system. Uh, a whole lot of ships are parked behind. Uh, did
0: you hear about this yeah. meeting that happened? It's all, it all all came together with with Dr. Michael Sawa, Elena Danan, and then I happened to catch something on one of my shows too. Basically, um, Dr. Sawa and Elena Danan said that, you know, there was a Galactic Federation meeting um, on the Blue Ridge Mountains around January 6th. Um, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I had this sure, lady on right my show. Yeah. Yeah met with the general in Raven Rock Complex, it's an underground facility uh, over in the Blue Ridge Mountains, to give him the plan for, they're, they're working with us, and it's a plan for disclosure. In other words, it, it's psychologically sensitive. You know, we yeah. we've been indoctrinated <laughs> falsely for so many decades, that they're going to have to ease it you have to think about you know the religious elements freaking out saying oh it's satan coming down with his demons or whatever uh you know you have all different kinds of perspectives right and so it has to be handled with uh you know kit gloves as they say uh how this is psychologically rolled out you know because they're benevolent the regressive extraterrestrials have been uh removed from our solar system back in 2021 um This is the uh, system of uh, suppression in the patent office. You know, 6,000 plus inventions have been uh, having to do with medical, anti gravity, free energy. Uh, National security orders are issued to these inventors. Um, uh, It's a sensitive uh, special application warning system. Anything that is uh, anti-gravity, free energy, room temperature, superconductivity. tachyons yeah. Any, I... You know, anything gets uh, shut down. Now, I worked with Professor Ted Loiter, University of New Hampshire. Um, and I don't know if we have time to go into this, but I can share um, <laughs> my unusual experience of how I got into... Uh, Vetting these technologies for ten years with the scientists and inventors around the planet, yeah, that'd be cool okay it's a it's a it's a bizarre story, but uh okay, here we go um we still have like twenty minutes you know oh okay, all right uh that's good. We'll have some room for discussion at the end okay um we were. Seeking to bring forth these scientists, uh, that was one of the main things that we had the scientists within these black projects who were willing to put it on the table before a congressional hearing, an open congressional hearing, so the whole public can see that we have zero point energy. We haven't needed, uh, you know, these obsolete, dangerous connection uh, technologies, rather, yeah, as you know, as one of the witnesses. Um, so. The Disclosure Project had scientists willing to come forth. Uh, the Bush administration denied the congressional hearing. So Dr. Greer formed an organization to identify and test new technologies in the civilian sector. We had a database of about 300 uh, inventors and scientists. Uh, because of my technical background, I volunteered to be one of the six technical advisors, which uh, one of them was Dr. Eugene Mallow who was murdered uh, shortly after I I joined the group. Uh, We was about to release some um, important information. Uh, All of the other uh, advisors had multiple PhDs in science and physics, not myself. I didn't have a PhD, but I've been self-taught with many decades of hands-on electronics experience uh, and so forth. Um, How it all began. my future wife, Rebecca, I uh, asked her if she wanted to come in the motorhome with me down to the Tucson International Gym and Minerals show. I wanted to get a, cris- a big crystal ball. <laughs> and so uh, we went down, drove down from Oregon uh, in the motorhome. And uh, we got this, uh, found this big 10-inch quartz crystal ball and a bunch of other goodies uh, at the gym show. And uh, in the middle of the night, um, I had been listening to the radio. I think it was on listening on Coast to Coast. I heard Doctor Greer talking about identified a, an inventor down in the Dominican Republic who created an energy device producing power many times over unity. One night, sleeping in a motor home in Arizona, I kept thinking about the energy device and felt compelled to sit up and say to Rebecca. I think the professor needs my help. (laughs) Uh, Rebecca, half awake, was getting flashes of the professor on the TV show Gilligan's Island since I never mentioned the professor to her before. Um, I then explained to her that Professor Ted Loiter was working with Dr. Stephen Greer to bring forth an energy device with this inventor. Being the situation that Professor Loiter was a teaching professor of earth sciences at the University of New Hampshire, and that Dr. Greer was a retired emergency room physician, both having little knowledge on electronic circuits and be able to schematic and reproduce the energy device, it only made sense that I should help them. And since I had an extensive background in electronics, working with the Naval Electronic Systems Engineering Center in San Diego for 13 years, you know, as well as a chief broadcast engineer and other things, uh, as well as researching out-of-the-box technologies, such as those when I joined Dr. Marcel Vogel in his laboratory researching, I called Professor Loiter and he very much agreed that my technical background in electronics would be extremely helpful in bringing this technology out to the world. So (laughs) that's how it began. So we left a motorhome parked at a friend's house in Arizona and Dr. Greer and Rebecca had Rebecca and I fly out to Virginia. Dr. Greer rented an apartment down the street from Thomas Jefferson's Monticello which was used as a makeshift laboratory to validate these technologies. The apartment was completely unfurnished. And so Dr. Dr. Greer brought over a few folding tables and a wicker couch. You can see us sitting on the wicker couch uh, in the uh, empty apartment. We went out and got an inflatable bed. And this is where we stayed for several months, meeting with scientists and vetting these technology claims um dr greer had set up a corporation called advanced energy research organization we had meetings at his home in virginia the uh, first major project to work on was to vet and reproduce the energy device that was down in dominican republic the one i heard about professor loiter and dr greer originally flew down to dominican republic to measure the device dr greer said he didn't want to see any batteries connected to the device so what the inventor did was to create what's called an earth battery using rods in the ground connected to capacitors at the front of his apartment. The output of the earth battery was measured to be only about one watt that was powering the device, which was powering almost 500 watts of loads connected. The loads were a 300 watt and a 100 watt light bulb, an electric fan and a radio boom blaster playing Caribbean music. Here you can see the... Uh, you can see the fan and and the lights and dr greer with the inventor and this is the earth battery and this is the device that's producing it's basically a, a newman motor configuration modification uh, i've studied a lot of different over unity devices and um uh, that is what it appeared to be okay the next portion of this gets kind of scary um if this works you're dead you know, being on coast-to-coast radio, you know, not only the whole public knows about it, but, you know, the uh, intelligence agencies know as well. So, Professor Loiter and I get on a flight, arrive in the Dominican Republic for the purpose of blueprinting and drawing out detailed schematic of a device so it can be reproduced. There is just one problem. When we meet with the inventor, he said, before we arrived, two CIA agents appeared at his door and told him that if this works, you're dead. So, the device that was previously measured and was completely disassembled, the inventor didn't want to risk his life and told us, don't worry, I have another type of device I can show you. (laughs) So, after a great amount of running around this foreign country attempting to assemble all the different electronic and, and components of this new device, we finally have it operational. My job was to draw out the schematic and component list and... detailed instructions, which could be sent by various carriers, such as DHL, FedEx, UPS, etc. so that in the event that the professor and I get whacked on the way back, someone will still be able to reproduce the device, right? So a little drama ensues. While I'm drawing out the schematic and instructions, the inventor is a French-Canadian, which the Hells Angels in Quebec, Canada, knew this inventor's talents and wanted the energy device for their marijuana growing operations in Canada to power their growing lights so they could operate off the grid and stay undetected by the authorities. So one of the angels shows up on his Harley with a girl on the back. He shows the inventor an attaché case with a lot of money to buy the energy device from him. The inventor refuses. The angel speaks to him in French saying, well, we'll have to kill you then for it. And the inventor responds with, No I'll kill you first. Uh, The situation is getting ugly quick. The angel then turns and leaves. He says I'll be back and we'll kill you and your friend over there you know pointing at me. I asked the inventor does he have any weapons that we can defend ourselves with you know uh, Ted's not around he's he's off talking to Dr. Greer. Uh, He says don't worry Meanwhile, the professor is missing all this excitement and is off somewhere giving a report to Dr. Greer on the cell phone. The professor returns and we update him on the situation. The inventor invites us to a Chinese restaurant. turns out that this is where the head mafioso kind of guy who runs everything hangs out. The place looked like out of a Hollywood movie set where everybody had weapons such as Uzis and AK-47s. The inventor explains to the head guy The hell's Angels situation it turns out the inventor previously put a energy device on board his yacht so they were good friends he says to the inventor no problem we'll take care of it apparently this group had a reputation that was greatly feared by the hell's angels and in a matter of hours the hell's angels came back to the inventor's place and apologized to us for the misunderstanding a picture of the inventor uh, Myself, <laughs> Mosquito Bitten, and everything else down there, and uh, Professor Loiter. That's uh, awesome. So this new energy device, the way it was configured, weren't able to adequately confirm its viability due to the battery. They had huge battery banks connected to it, something that Dr. Greer didn't want to see. The professor wanted to bring back the motor and and the unit that was connected to a bank of batteries, and apparently... A miscommunication happened between him and Dr. Greer, who would have preferred not to bring back anything that was not totally verified, you know, totally understandable. Nevertheless, we brought back the component, and I was able to wire it up using components from electronic stores in Virginia. But it was never able to perform as the one device that was originally disassembled. Here is a picture of... uh, my wonderful wife, uh, Rebecca, in an attempt, working off of photos and diagrams in our apartment makeshift lab, attempting to recreate this first energy device, um, without success. Dr. Greer flies the inventor to University of New Hampshire, where he and I stay at the professor's loiter's home and use the university's machine shop to begin construction of yet another device in the professor's apartment. You know, so it's like. A, and no cigar with that dan you should write a
0: book i don't know why you haven't wrote a book you should write a book on the history uh, of suppressed technology and you're involved in it like you would yeah. it would be amazing i think so many people would buy it like this is amazing stuff this is fascinating
1: merchandising yeah <laughs> uh well yeah uh i would rather just give it for free i do everything for free having to do with disclosure or crystals or, you know, energy or anything like that. You know, I just want to I just want to see us move on and get into the new the new Earth 2.0 that has all this technology uh made available for everyone. Here's another brilliant Dutch uh inventor who wrote multiple volumes on the advanced calculus of the dynamics of electron flow. He wrote multiple volumes of incredible formulas way over my head. Uh he was able to demonstrate these principles in a lab and show that uh it worked. <laughs> Sadly, he was found dead in his car at the airport parking lot before flying to Europe to patent his little device about the size of a shoebox, producing about 140 watts of power from the environment. Um, and I don't have them listed here, but another uh, inventor who I just had on Dr. Michael Sal's show, who actually brought on, who had a national security order, had a device about 250 250- watts. 250 watts, that uh, he had 60,000 of these made in Japan, and he had a national security order thrown in prison. You know, just, I mean, there's so many things I'm not listing here. Um, Here I'm meeting with uh, Professor uh, Tom Bearden, who's kind of a legend in uh, advanced over unity concepts. He was creating a device called a MEG, which stands for Motionless Electromagnetic Generator. Uh, The man's an incredible, uh, he was a colonel in the uh, army that wrote incredible papers on uh, a lot of Tesla's work. Another legend in the uh, overunity was John Bedini, who I worked with for many years. Uh, This is like back in 2004, taking a picture with him. I traveled a long trip from Oregon to Hayden, Idaho, numerous times, like 15 hours, you know, long trip. Uh, Sadly, John and his brother, Gary Bedini, mysteriously died together on the same day. He, uh, I studied all of his patents. He, he incredible. Uh, he understood. He he studied all of Tesla's patents, and I studied all of his patents, both uh, Tesla's and his. Interesting aspect of these other forms of energy is they don't follow the normal rules of physics that are taught. Here's on Bedini's oscilloscope. Um, some of these aspects are like um, that's when you put more of a load on it. The device generates more power. Uh, Small little tiny wires conduct huge amounts of power that would normally require a larger wire. Uh, More power from the load is drawn. The wires get colder. In fact, they'll freeze rather than get warmer. Just everything's opposite. And here you can see on a Bedini's oscilloscope, we are watching the energy pulses move forward in time as normally displayed on on a scope. But here you see in the darker pulses, right? these darker darker lines, they're moving backwards in time. So it's almost as though you're tapping into this mirror world where everything is in reverse to the known laws of physics. Um, Here's some of the energy devices Bedini's put together, the rotational motors using uh, timing circuits to capture the radiant spike that Tesla uh, talked about different designs and so forth. Um, Dr. Greer identified a military man I was in Arizona for a long time working with a machine shop and using creating these exotic parts working with the the, the shop to create this antimatter energy device, right? <laughs> And in fact, uh, because of the nature of the radiant signal, this device would emit, which the NRO satellites could detect. We had to rent a temporary hotel room, which the three of us activated it in, and so here we are, about ready to switch it on. Uh, yet another dud, <laughs> you know. So, in conclusion, um, in this brief overview. I'm leaving out an enormous amount of detail and several other inventors and scientists that I work with. Note that everything listed here is not in exact chronological order. After so much intense effort over so many years to bring out an energy solution, the only thing that kept me persevering was that I found it incredibly hard to believe that the dozens of scientists and inventors that I met with, that anyone would go to that much trouble to deceive what they claim. Nevertheless, it appears that some of these people were in fact delusional or that they had integrity issues. Sadly, the real solutions brought about by some were suppressed by either threats to their life, national security orders, or outright murder. Apparently, at this stage of my understanding of the global control mechanisms in place, I was apparently naïve to think a solution could be brought out to serve the people of our planet. This venture that started out in 2003 continued, off and on for over 10 years until 2014, at which point I completely surrendered the idea of attempting to bring out an alternative energy solution out to the world with so many elements that are working against that from being realized. Today, I realize that these solutions will only be allowed to help humanity once the deep state controlling elements are removed first. And so uh, we go back to our Airstream trailer that's been parked for many months you know, back in Arizona at a friend's house who I, uh, 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 back in the 90s, I, he hired my internet services to promote this product. And I figured out search engine algorithms of those early internet days and made him extremely wealthy in the process. So he happened to have a helicopter in the backyard. We had one more inventor that was in Sedona. And so um, we flew from, the, from his backyard up to Sedona, um and we met with the inventor um uh, you know considering i haven't been able to even scratch the surface of the inventor's stories and rebecca experience i realized that anyone as a potential mate that could persevere through all that i must been must be my future wife you know to go through all this stuff uh all the time that we took and the crazy crazy things i not even beginning to explain them uh, Rebecca was amazingly supportive in all that we went through because she sincerely felt we were on a quest to do something good for humanity. So, at the Sedona Airport, the spot known as the Airport Vortex, the spot where I asked her to marry me. And so, we returned after a little venture to our peaceful, quiet, off the grid mountaintop home in Oregon. Uh, there's no place like home. <laughs> and so.
0: Oh, wow. Your house is really cool. That is so cool, Dan. That's an awesome story,
1: yeah, so that's how I got involved with uh, seeking out all these different energy inventors. I just couldn't imagine that there that many people would be deceptive or they have no integrity or you know some just wanted to get rich and they were kind of hiding some stuff and um, and it just doesn't work that way. they have um they have such a control on. Well, obviously, we're we're still running uh, <laughs> dangerous nuclear, oil, and coal. We're using gasoline. All these obsolete, primitive technologies we've been uh, forced down our throat for decades.
0: I agree. I, I, I mean, do well To, to like finish up everything. Like, what do you see for the future of humanity? Like, what do you, as far as like tech disclosure? Um, do you see a positive? Um, do you see something positive happening, or do you see um there's
1: something negative oh absolutely absolutely you know i've been in communication with elena denan a lot and we've been uh she's been relaying messages to thorhan's brother jen had already on and we've been since april of last year doing an, an exchange on advanced crystal technology and they're not going to release energy type but beneficial technologies uh we are able to release. And so uh, his information matches up perfectly with the laboratory work of Dr. Marcel Vogel. And so um, that, you know, and that for many other reasons that we went on on your show before, why Elena has scientifically verifiable, factual evidence to back who she is, where these other people, who I call them counter-disclosure assets, that are, you know, attacking her and saying she's compromised. They don't have anything to back them up. Uh, like you know with any type of factual evidence like she does but my view of the future is very optimistic i believe that uh, this year we're going to start seeing the craft more and more it's going to slowly roll out i believe behind the scenes that the white hats what they're doing is there's a lot of dark elements and doing things and they're wanting to um they know they're they know that it's over for them. And so they're trying to work a deal. And so um, it's sort kind of last ditch efforts. But eventually, what will happen is uh, these elements will be out of the way. And an incredible world awaits us. And, you know, I'm so looking forward to the medical technologies that can reverse any kind of medical damage and extend our lives. Uh, we don't need. These obsolete technologies, every home and business can have, you know, a little, a little, little box that they disconnect the wires from, it gives you multiple kilowatts of power. You don't need all these ugly wires running all over the place, vehicles, um, you know, even way back with Stanley Meyer, one of the thing, people that we were uh, trying to get the technology that allow people to run their vehicles on water which would eliminate pollution and eliminate gasoline uh, he was murdered um you know so so we could get rid of pollution we can have all this incredible technology I mean I, I mean this stuff that we aren't even aware of is able to be brought out in the uh, secret space programs that I mean transportation I mean you could go to Europe in just a couple of minutes. A um, like teleportation
0: type stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like- um,
1: yeah. Everything, everything. We're going to have to do a lot of recycling, <laughs> you know, with you know the aircraft, the automobiles, the, the power wires, and everything. But God, what a beautiful world. And with hopefully uh, the most benevolent councils and working with off planet benevolent cultures. That uh, false flag wars would be a thing in the history books, that the uh, the corrupt pharmaceutical corporations and what they tried to do uh, will be in the history books as well. You know, and and so we'll all look back at this time of kind of like a dark ages that humanity went through on planet Earth, that uh, so many people would be so grateful for the new world that not a new world order <laughs> with the Nazis want it, but a new world that is uh, in harmony with nature and working with, uh, in harmony with other off-planet cultures.
0: That's really well said. I, ho- I hope we see it, you know I really do. Well um, that, this has been fascinating, Dan. we went a little bit over, but um, can you tell everybody where to find you and thank you and, and where to find your website?
1: Oh, um, my non-professional site, it was my online notes that I started a long time ago, decades ago, uh, Um, thewebmatrix.net. Information on the uh, crystal technology research is on marcelvogel.org. And um, yeah, I just got... uh, <laughs> Just got banned on Facebook because of uh, one post I did about uh, some of the things that I can't talk about. But, um, but all this is going to change. Uh, we're going to have um, the First Amendment and fully actuated, so everybody can share information without feeling, uh, you know, discriminated upon. And
0: oh, I know because you know, like, awareness yeah.
1: is what it's all about. It's all about bringing the public awareness. Up And you're doing a great service, Robert, by doing your shows. And as the public awareness increases, the the quicker, the more expediently we can uh, transition to uh, this wonderful new world that uh, has been hidden from us.
0: I know, I agree. Well, thank you, Dan. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again. And, And thank you.
1: I look forward, Robert. Uh, Keep up the good work.
0: Thank you. Have a good night.